Hello and welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, an opinion podcast presented by Mook Media. Please be aware that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the host platform. Outside the Zeitgeist is funded by people like you, for some reason. And now, here are your hosts, Greg and Charles. Okay, this is episode number 20, 20 of Outside the Zeitgeist. I guess I'll stop doing my hand thing because it's not fitting on the camera that well. Oh, once no. again, I am your resident misanthrope, Charles. I'm your resident skeptic, Greg. And joining us once again, we got Red. Say hello, Red. Hello, darling. Cheers, Greg. Cheers, Charles. Don't forget to dislike, subscribe, share, comment, and most importantly, dislike to share that the feeling is mutual. Are you sloshed already? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Alright, so let's get to the nightmare fuel. <laughs> no retakes I here. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it twice. It's, okay. it's worth mentioning twice. Well, yeah, yeah, it is it is worth mentioning. Oh, actually before we get into the nightmare fuel, we got comments. We got comments. Yeah, we did? Yeah. Ooh. Well we got eight com we got two comments. Oh, oh. Comments, comments. No, I didn't make no. any comments. Were they clever? Oh, where, did, where the fuck did I put it? Uh-oh. There we go. Uh, so we got one from one person that said, happy for me, which I guess we're supposed to be happy for him or her, you know, whatever. For it. It. Shim. It. Shim. Shim. So, so we got it. Um, that was on our, that was actually on my solo episode. But this one, it was on Bitch Shoot from the, uh, I believe it was the War on the World's Words episode. Uh, no, actually, I think it was, it was two episodes, three episodes ago, episode 17. It says, I think I just realized I may be something of a high-functioning autistic human for allowing this into my life cycle willing. I did get an emotional nut off on the voice of a skank, so fuck it. Y'all cool with me, man, so why not, daddy A? So, we are all for you making obvious bad decisions and admitting you're making obvious bad decisions. Commenters. Bad decisions are always good. Yes. Because so, they teach you how not to make them again. Except in Charles. theory, Charles always makes the same Wait, bad decisions. Wait, who's the skank with the voice, though? Yeah, I think that's something that you said. I did? <laughs> I'm a skank. I love you back. <laughs> the wonderful red. <laughs> the wonderful, the wonderful and talented and lovely red. So now... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Um, so now we can get into the nightmare fuel. So, what do you got, Greg? Uh, first thing, I'm just, uh, keeping uh, abreast of the situation in Arizona. And, uh, one of the things I had heard last week... I'm no, sorry. You skipped that. I did skip that. I saw... Go, go with that first, and then we'll, we'll get that, that. And then we'll get into the other thing. Um, just keeping abreast of the situation, and, uh, the Democrats, or the people who are fighting this tooth and nail, this entire audit, are saying that... Well, you're screwing with the machines, so we're just going to have to toss them out and replace them with all new ones. Gregory, may I ask a question? Yes, right. Is, is that, so the Dems are saying the GOP got all their, their nasty Republican cooties all over the machines. Uh, they're now corrupted. We no longer trust those machines. Is that an admission that the machines are corruptible? Well, I may agree that that is an admission that they can be corruptible. Curious that. 
I also agree that it may be an admission that the machines were already corrupted. Well, there is that too. I, I thought our elections were safe from everybody except for Russians and 12-year-old girls with, uh, yes, from Florida. Yes, that is exactly why we are looking into the absentee ballots, ballots of Georgia. And um, why, of course, you already mentioned something about it last yeah, but, week. Yeah, well, who's, but who's going to protect us from the uh, 12-year-old girls with, from Florida with a computer? I know. I know. Oh. Hanging, protect us. That stud hanging Chad. Remember him from the <laughs> I, I saw some very interesting things about New Hampshire. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I know you mentioned something about it already, but um, yeah, there was there was apparently this small town is supposed to overturn the entire election. <laughs> the, I looked into this. I saw specifics with it. Apparently, because of the folds, and th this is the weirdest thing, the folds happen to sh go through a particular candidate who is in. Um, at a certain point on these uh, sheets of paper. Yeah, so usually listed second, second. What was that? Usually listed second. I don't know, but when they fold it, apparently the machine is counting the fold as a mark. And uh, what's happening is that they're uh, either being counted instead of the actual vote on it, or mm -hmm. there's so many votes on it that are being recorded now that it says you have too many votes. So... <laughs> God bless people with autism. Only they can like our, find this. I at work. Like commenter. Whenever, whenever at work, I would have a very heavy audit. I, I had people in my team wh who required meds for OCD and shit. I would suggest to them, only partially joking, that they should kind of like hold back on their meds a little bit, just so they would be a little bit more meticulous, just to have that little umph extra of attention. So God bless the people with conditions like autism and OCD and so on, Absolutely. because it is those people who stay up all night, can't deal until they find it. Thanks I for love reminding you all. me, Red. I love you all. I'm, I'm going to have to stop recording the show and start looking for it again. No, 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 no. no. You, you already found it in your mind. Oh, is that what? Oh. Yes. My, other, I'm getting infected by psychosis again. Oh, yeah. In other election-related news and psychosis-inducing nonsense, uh, the, the timelines and all of the information from January 6th keeps... Changing and changing and changing, and more information keeps getting revealed with regards to Shut this. up. I'm looking for it. No, you're not. Stop. <laughs> Pay attention. Pay attention. It's the time fault. warp. If, if, do you remember the guy that had the Viking helmet and the, his the quote, face? The quote-unquote QAnon shaman. Who, yeah, the face who's, that was painting in two, two colors. Whose lawyer that. came out like and a, said that he was... Uh, player, I saw fan. that guy, and he was hot AF. Well, if you're hearing me out there, I want to rub your horns. I watched a video. Oh, wow. I watched a video last week that showed him, as well as a number of other what I would consider Republicans slash conservatives, having a talk with one of the DC cops. Yeah. In the building. Oh yes. This and video. they were like, "Okay, he's going to give us our time. We're going to be allowed to peacefully uh, protest as long as we don't uh, cause trouble or something to that effect." Mm -hmm. And you know. The, the whole story about the one cop that got killed by a... Which wasn't true because he died of all, natural causes. Poor deer had die, a stroke. Unfortunately, um, everything I keep hearing about this keeps leaning more in the direction of, well, actually, the people who were there were not as destructive as they looked, even though giant crowds always look destructive. Fiery but peaceful protests without, yes. without the fire. Um, also interesting enough is the fact that there was a, uh, I believe, a Black Lives Matter individual mm -hmm. who, it, ca it came out that he brought a megaphone to the entire January 6th event just so he could instigate conservatives 
and Republican uh, yep. Trump supporters. Yeah, I, I, I heard that from somebody that uh, went there, actually. And uh, I, uh, going back to the QAnon shaman, did you hear his, his, what his lawyer said about him? What did he say? So apparently his lawyer came out and, and as his defense is like, oh, yeah, he's got all kinds of problems, mental issues. He's not right in the head, this, that, and the other thing. And that's that's the defense, a great defense. That's the defense that the lawyer is going, that's is going a great with. Defense. Did you have something to add, Red? Uh, no, it just passed. Okay. Thank you. Like, I was discreet about it. And I'd like to remind all of our uh, viewers at home, on the road, wherever you are, that conservatives were not responsible for $2.3 billion worth of damage last year. In fact, they didn't even cause that Gregory, damage. those are peaceful protests. Fiery, but peaceful. Get your terms right. That's why the, I said it the peaceful gathering of patriots in D.C. That was an insurrection. No damage, no fires. Y'all are crying about for burning down. Them buildings got life insurance. Everything gonna be back. Remember, buildings are people too, much like corporations <laughs> are people. They have life insurance for when things go south. Yeah, I oh, was speaking of two billion dollars. Apparently, uh, D.C. is given two billion dollars uh, more to the Capitol. Police, or should I say Citadel Police? You know, I just realized I made a mistake in my statement. What? Conservatives may have been responsible for more than $2.3 billion. Oh, really? How so? The explic explicitly, the conservative Republicans in government, mm -hmm. they oh. were responsible for passing sweeping laws of just making the money machine go burr and, and creating money. Well, so that, that will cause, I think, more damage than anything of last year well, over the course of time i don't think that's i don't think that it really has anything to do with their legislation the federal the federal reserve is a uh it was is an independent entity it's not a governmental sure, entity sure, sure, sure. and i'm guessing since you didn't pay attention to what i said last week that you missed what i said last week or on the last episode about the federal reserve what did you say specifically that it made more profits than no no i remember talking okay to you yeah about that. you told me about that. yeah yeah but i mean i think could, that could be Irresponsible damage. But in other money creation news, France, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm amazed that they are doing this. France is creating what is called a culture pass, in which they are going to give, I believe, uh, teenagers and young adults all the way up to like age 18, 300 euros uh, to spend on culture, explicitly to spend on culture. I, they, uh, the report that I heard was not specific about how they could spend this money, but it seemed to be that you had to take the money and spend it either on tours of museums, buying art supplies, you know, culture, real culture. You know, I, I just had a thought, because like, you know, before I've talked about like the potential for UBI and, and rather than having mm -hmm. UBI, rather than being like a UBI, rather have it as a sort of a compensation for going and getting education and now that i'm thinking about it this this seems sort of like that right because if they're spending money to go to the muse if they're spending government money to go to museums mm -hmm. and whatnot then it is taking part in an educational process so i think I, I initially when i heard about this i was kind of like oh that seems kind of stupid but now i'm thinking about it, i'm like well maybe not because it's it's the because it's not just handing people money it's giving them money 
to do something to do something specific with, and that involves education and whatnot. So this it's, might actually be a beneficial thing. It could. I, I don't see how it's going to. I mean, they have two years to use this three hundred euros, so I can't imagine they'll spend it all. In one well, week. it's another thing based on the individual, though. What do you got, Red? I'm kind of curious for those who do not use their three hundred euros. No, it disappears. It disappears, right? So will they be able to engage in tracking to see, okay, where geographically was the money? spent each oh, debit I, card I'm I imagine sure there are ways of yeah that. that's going to be like a gold mine um, for data scientists see, here's the thing though right because you have and here's the other thing i'm thinking because you, you have a way of just giving the money to the institution that's surviving this way but instead of giving money straight to the institution you're giving it to people to give so it's kind of like the same way that the the stimulus checks have been working here so instead of just giving money to the rich corporations they're just giving it to the people so that they can give it to the rich corporations it sounds like a ponzi scheme yeah well it is but in this case you know if it's if it if it is like a general thing right a general cultural educational thing mm -hmm. then i would say it would be it actually be something beneficial because instead of funnel, funneling money directly to these institutions you're having it go through the people actually engaging with the institutions what and they get right? to make decisions in the cultural market right mm -hmm. yeah. and reward those institutions that but are I, furnishing I more value why, why couldn't you instead instead of giving people right. that money Okay, why couldn't it be instead that if you engage in these particular activities, mm -hmm. we will take this much off of your taxes that you owe us at the end of the year? Well, I mean, it's, you know. To me, I don't like the idea, um, especially after I've learned more and more about uh, our current currency systems. I don't like the idea of just handing people money because I, I don't believe that seems to actually solve any actual well issues. no but but like i said though it, this isn't so much handing people money what I'm, what I'm saying is if you let's say you tell everyone who's within that age group mm -hmm. you go to at least three museum tours in a given year right okay and we will reduce your total taxes owed by this much at the end of the year yeah but it, it's it's you know 12 eggs in one hand and one do, one dozen in the other my, my thing is that I would rather see it that way because you're not taking money, okay? Yeah, but then You're it's, leaving it in the pocket of the individual, whereas this is you're, it's, you're it's, explicitly creating, um, you're giving people money. With the so only all, way all, really doing, all you're really doing in that aspect is, is considering a positive and negative or the other way around. Right, but I can't spend that money on other things. All right, real quick, what do you got, Red? Well, this is exactly the same way that you can bust teachers' unions in the U.S., one big mm. arrow in that quiver in funding students instead of the school districts. Break the school monopolies and let students and parents decide where to go chase the value they seek in the, in the, in the schooling of students. I cannot wait to see the teachers' unions busted. Well, I mean, you know, when we talk about unions, that's, that's a mixed bag. It's not a, it's not a all one way or another thing. And Fuck them. Never is. You know, I mean, I wouldn't go so so blanket with that because, you know, I know I know some teachers and I've taught myself and, you know, it's. You, let me put it this way: Remember the days when we didn't have so many metrics counting everything, but teaching was better. And that, and when I talk to teachers that I know, that seems to be the largest problem: is that they're being held accountable to these metrics that they have no control over. Um, like the what's the, what's the test here in in New Jersey? 
They I keep forget. changing it every 10 minutes. I yeah. mean, the, the biggest, I mean, there, there's but, several rackets going on with teachers' unions. Well, and yeah, I mean, one of them that. It, and one of them is that you just can't fire bad teachers. You just can't. Well, yeah, but then, but then the other thing, too, is what determines a bad teacher. Because right now, the metrics of what determines a bad teacher is whether or not they pass this ridiculous arbitrary test that doesn't really... You know, well, well, ridiculous might as well be arbitrary tests. So the only way to teach most teachers nowadays protect their jobs is by teaching to this test that doesn't really this account for a, anything. And or, of and, and or right. checking off some sort of ideological checklist that they've uh, 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 wokeified the hold curriculum. Off, hold off on that because we're going to come back to that. Oh, that dang this it. is just—it's an overall problem whenever you hold, create standards. Yeah, that, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. It's. It's this whole idea, like if you notice in society, the more we account, hold everybody accountable to these metrics, well, the shittier everything gets. Why? Because the metrics are short-sighted, yes. and they, they basically monolith people. This is, what, this is my argument that I've had with uh, many people about, just in general, bureaucracy. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, bureaucracy creates a, an extra point between A to B, right? I, suddenly, between A and B, there's now a C. Well, yeah, so, but, then, but, but then the question is, what is bureaucracy? I'm talking about just the idea of, of creation of laws, and laws are also metrics in a certain standard. The administration um, well. and interpretation and, of those laws. You, you try to create order, right. quote-unquote, uh, within a situation, a given situation, you start standardizing certain things, okay? A lot like speeds, okay? Right. For example, our speed limit... If you go back 30 years, was probably around 45 miles per 55 hour. 55 miles an hour. 45, 35 years ago? Because when, yeah, when my, it was 55 when my miles parents, an hour. On the turnpike, when my parents were driving down, mm -hmm. when we were visiting our cousins, okay? I remember the turnpike used to be 45 miles per hour. This is in the 90s, okay? It and eventually, was? it and went up to 55 miles per hour. And I'm talking specifically Jersey. Yeah, this okay? is that certain spots it was 45, but the majority of the turnpike was 55. Yes, but now the entire turnpike, is until 65. you get up to about exit 13, the, Yeah, the eastern 65. and the western spurs. Then it becomes 55 for a short period mm -hmm. of time, then it goes back up to 65, and but it's... The whole thing is, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, because then we create laws based upon that, and that's, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. I mean, bureaucracy are the minions who administer and interpret law and create all these little rules under the law, all these little policy guidances under the law to explain how they're going to apply the law. And bureaucracy has, uh, one of their major functions is to protect itself expand and get more powerful through more budget and more staff. The best government is one that is starved of money. Really? Mm. Absolute All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that conversation later on. Hold but on conversation. Yeah, that, 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 that's, a, uh, that's a very broad general, uh, generalizing. Yeah, there are exceptions, but largely, yeah, that's a good, good rule of thumb. I, I think that's a very, very narrow perspective. Um, oh, I've been called narrow. I just thought I was skinny. <laughs> But, uh, well, I mean, we could talk about it because we were talking about teachers. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, the a lot of teachers have been on camera, um, have been, like, been recorded trying to promote critical race theory. In, in terrible, the, terrible ideas. It's fucking ridiculous. I actually read through, you know what, let me punch it up right now. Oh, it's going off topic. No, this is actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. Ah. So we're just doing it, we're doing it live and out of order. Critical race theory. So I was looking up critical race theory on Wikipedia. You mean you're looking up racism? Well, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So let's let's 
let's punch this up because I'm gonna read this. We brought it back, people. We brought racism back. Yeah, you know, well, that's the one thing. While I was reading this, I was like, you know, I would have thought that we wouldn't. This country wouldn't have gone an entire straight 250 years promoting ethnicism, but this this critical race theory all, thing. All I know is that Biden, his entire administration, recently got ruled on by a federal judge of some sort that he is doing racist practices. Yeah, so let's. So here's the common themes. I was going through this. So critique of liberalism. Critical race theory scholars question foundational liberal concepts such as enlightenment, rationality, legal equality, uh, and constitutional neutrality, and challenge the incrementalist step-by-step -step approach of traditional civil rights discourse. They favor a race-conscious approach to social transformation, rejecting the liberal embrace of affirmative action. Hold on, red. But we can all agree affirmative action is stupid. Colorblindness. <laughs> role modeling and or the next or merit, merit. principle and approach that uh, approach that yeah it's all the way over there approach that relies on political organizing in contrast to liberalism's reliance on rights-based remedies hold so, up before you go any further can you please explain that in english without using well, that's what I was about words to do. that's what i was about to do this whole entire thing sounds like a, a legal drafting of so, some bullshit. Now, the first part starts off with his critiquing things, which is fine. Crit well, wait, wait, that's, that's a translation for incessantly bitching about everything without coming up with any solutions. Because as an oppressed people, you are owed the solutions by well, whoever's been oppressing you. You're, you're jumping kind of outside the lines there, Red. Um, uh, that's my job, dude. <laughs> so, on, on its face, everything needs to be critiqued, right? If anything can't but hold... But they're up. not using the word critique the way that it's commonly understood. All these words are imbued a separate ideological meaning. Right. Changing well, that's what language. I'm... Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Every, on its face, everything has to be critiqued. Or, it, you know, if you can't critique... If, if some something can't stand, if it can't survive critique. Um, but yeah, in this case... The difference what's the difference between lived experience and anecdotal evidence? You're reading ahead, aren't you? I'm not reading ahead. Legit question, dude. <laughs> You're reading ahead. Gregory, Gregory, legit question. Legit. Uh, no, so but the so the whole thing here is the, the whole thing with this this point here, and you know I know this is nothing new to to disproving critical race theory, but you know it's just disproving it. It proves itself. No, no, no. It's yes, it does. It, it's no, you you you're not understanding what it really is, right? So oh, please explain. Right. So I'd, I'd love to. I already have an idea of what it is. Tell me what it isn't. Well, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to read this okay, shit and go, talk about the shit. Go, you go, can go. shut the fuck up. Are you being oppressed? I'm read? being oppressed. Help, help, I'm being I'm oppressed. I'm being oppressed by the Jewish man Damn. and woman. Damn. So. Uh, you asked to be oppressed, you subby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tune in for our, to our all tech extra for that. Um, so, anyways, so like it, it, it rejects affirmative action, which is fine. Affirmative action is objectively stupid, but at the same time, it's rejecting these ideas that you can have uh, a neutral approach to people based on what they look like. They're and, not asking for a neutral approach. Right. They're asking for a preferential approach right. based That's on ideological That's racial background. In other words, uh, Gregory, this is your entry. It's racism. Ethnicism. It's racism. Ethnicism. Racism is a stupid potato, word. Potato, potato. I'm, I, no, I'm the only racist here because I can't stand the humans. 
<laughs> that's and that's one thing. That's one thing I'm I'm doing is for myself is I'm no longer going to be using these buzzwords buzzwords in their stupid ways. So I'm not going to say words like racism in place of ethnicism because I'm not too fucking lazy to pronounce that extra syllable. Does that mean I can start calling myself um, flesh colored sure. instead of white? <laughs> Go well, who's, you, use a Crayola. You are one of many flesh colors. Use the Crayola term, Gregory. You're either flesh or peach. Peach. Or he's Peaches f- are delicious. Or he's flesh. But <laughs> Gregory is flesh. He's all flesh. Um, so, yeah, this, this whole thing is explicitly abandoning the idea that people can be neutral to skin tone, right? And that right in and of itself is the the flaw of critical race theory. And this is... This is that right there is the disproval of critical race theory because it's in, 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 in mathematical terms, it's a regarding. So the idea is that it's regarding neutrality as a zero, but in science, zero is not something that is without value. Zero is something that's with value. So if you zero, we say it is something to say that something is not there, but the absence of one thing in the physical universe is always the presence of another. Remember I said in the last episode, for those of you that watched the last episode, that psychology is algorithmic physics. So the whole idea of abandoning the idea of neutrality for those of those that, that believe that that's what critical race theory is trying to do, that's just false. That's mathematically false. But critical race theory is has nothing to do with the idea of neutrality. It's just... Our skin tone wins, which yes. is by this by this very first tenant here. And it's not just skin tone, Charles. Was. I thought it was my ideas. Exactly, <clears throat> I was exactly where I was going to go because there is the whole notion of authenticity. All right, what so does I'm... that mean? That means that even if you have the preferred skin tone, if you don't believe our ideas, th- this Marxist crazy bullshit, mm. then you're not an not authentic really representative of the what? race. No, it claims it, it claims to be Marxist, but it's not really Marxist. It's based in Marxism. Well, all right. So let me get through this really quick. So because we're uh, running quick, time. Time. yeah, we're spending too much time. Oh yeah, fuck it. So story t- storytelling, storytelling, counter storytelling, and naming one's own reality. Right, the whole idea of naming naming one's own reality. Um, oh, that's <laughs> see you and stuff. All right. Um, explore experiences of racial oppression. Yeah, whatever. Right. Some people get a. For, what? Nothing. Some people get, you know, based on the way they look. You know what? I was treated like shit because of who my family was. Get over it. Um, revisionist impressions. Of, now, this one. Yeah. Re, sorry. Revisionist interpretations. God, I can't, see, I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm trying it. to. You, I'm, you can comment on it as I'm reading it. Um, so here's one thing. So where was it? Derek Bell, one of CRT's founders, argues that civil rights advances for black people coincided with the self-interest of white elitists. This guy is a moron. Because the only advances in the general of any people is in the interest of the wealthy. And it has nothing to do with skin color until somebody can make some money off of it. When So that's, I mean, so critical race theory is just a promotion of the same divide and conquer uh, scheme that okay, I've I, always I been. I swear critical race theory, in my opinion, is just the reimagining of how to claim power. Another way of claiming power. Correct. How to How to claim ethnic power, yes. Correct. Uh, it's not even ethnic power. It's, they are making bad 
leaps of logic as to why they You're making leaps of logic? No. How white, it, logic. how white of you logic? God. They're, yes, and I use math too, and uh, oh. I'm on time for things. Your whiteness is All of these things are awful. Far out. CRT would tell me these, these things are just... All right, let's move on to the next topic. Next topic! Um, oh, Updates. so so last on um, Thursday I mentioned about you not being able to donate blood if you got the doom spell, and I said I might donate blood because then... Or I might get the doom spell because then it would mean nobody would want my blood. But it comes out that the red... Oh, do you have O or something like that? Or AB? I have O positive. Ah, I have O negative. Oh, well, you're theoretically more giving than I am, except for your selfish cut. Thank you. <laughs> But, so apparently, so I've got more information on this, and this was apparently the Red Cross coming out and saying that people that have gotten a Doom spell, that the Doom spell destroys the the Vidya antibodies, and apparently some other antibodies as well, which also explains why people were getting sick after getting the Doom spell a while ago. So, translation, don't get the Doom spell. I would like to make a point that all of the MSMs have told me I can still give blood after I get the Doom Spell. I don't know how accurate or reliable these guys are. I don't but know. There yeah. are a lot of news. I looked this up and there's a lot of news articles saying, no, it's false. You can still give blood after you know what? getting the I Doom wouldn't, Spell. I wouldn't trust people. I wouldn't trust uh, people who. Um, Whose job it is is to screen every blood sample that they, every blood donation that they get, in order to be put into other people. Oh, is that is that why we've heard stories of people getting blood transfusions and then suddenly developing things like AIDS or other diseases? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. But uh, no, so you know, but again, those people, but again, I mean, you could take that the information at your own, you know, under your own advisement. Uh, what else we got there? Well, I've heard about this. Oh, lots of rioting down in the. Oh, South I America. put this shit out of order. Yeah, so there's apparently a lot of riots in in Colombia because, oh my God, what a shock! People are uh, fed up with the uh, with the uh, dictatorships that the U.S. has installed with their country. So instead of coming here to America to to try and seek refuge here, they're Saw they're, they're rising up in their country because America's not accepting them. What? Well, there's also another consideration. You have all those fleeing Brazilians. Right. And, uh, sorry, I misspoke. Can I do that again? You have all those fleeing Venezuelans who are like, no, thank you, Maduro. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Brazilians have been very, the Colombians, the Brazilians have been very generous in admitting Venezuelans, but it puts a lot of pressure on those governments too, and it may just be enough to tip them over into greater instability. Well, I mean, this, this case Maybe is that more... Was the well, yeah, I mean, I don't think but then again, smart. but then again, you have to realize that uh, most of the countries in Latin America exist under the uh, the shall we say guideline of the Monroe Doctrine. Which, for those of you who don't know what the Monroe Doctrine is, that is from Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> not Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Or... Should let them look it up. Maybe. Um, they don't need to hear about that. That yeah, stuff is sure. unimportant. That's not unimportant. Important. unimportant. Marilyn Monroe, everybody. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Mr. President. God, I, I don't know if Biden knows any of that. Or if he would even be able to comprehend if someone did that. Mm. Uh, so, uh, let's see. more track on this than I have. May I ask oh. you a question about, yeah. uh, about this? I mean, JFK totally punked on Marilyn Monroe, right? Why is it that Bill Clinton went so far down market, dude, from Marilyn Monroe to the intern? Uh, no, no diss on you, Monica, but, you know, um, why? C couldn't he, like, 
Ah, I don't get it. I still don't get it. Well, the intern, dude. I don't know. You I mean, could've, you could have had a Marilyn. You went well, to the intern. Well, I do have to say that was the first. That whole scandal was the first time I heard, heard my grandmother use the word slut. But uh, ah, uh, yeah, blame the intern. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what the whole situation is there, but I doubt she's completely innocent. Nobody's completely no, innocent. No one ever is. Speaking of innocent, apparently there's a, a, a whole hullabaloo about potential misconduct in the Chauvin trial. So apparently, <laughs> um, everybody heard a while ago that Chauvin was going to, uh, wanted to take a plea deal. Well, the more details Did are coming out. Did they hear now, about that? Because I, I, really, I strongly feel It was in the New York the, Times. It was, but was it front page? Well, here's the thing. So this information apparently came out before the jurors were actually selected. And it came out, um, so people were thinking, okay, well, it was the prosecutors leaking to this New York Times reporter. Prosecutor went out and uh, filed an affidavit and said, no, it wasn't me. So now they're looking for at the other defense attorneys for the other police officers that were there. So, uh, you know, as, as one of them potentially releasing it to kind of throw Chauvin on their bus and make their client this look was more last innocent. Year. This, uh, this whole entire information came out last year. Well, yeah, but this, this is the whole hullabaloo about the potential for mistrial in, in the Chauvin case. So. I, I'm still on the fence about where that's going to end up. Uh, I yeah. think strongly that something's going to happen. It's going to upset a lot of people. And we're going to get a whole new round of riot. Well, I mean. Regardless. The problem is, is that with all this stuff, right? This is, this is the thing. When you, when everybody wants to tamper with the evidence and tamper with the narrative and insert their own thing, rather than letting uh, justice, you know, do it, letting the facts present themselves, that, you know... No, you can't you let can't, the facts can't, you, present themselves. Otherwise, someone might win. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which, which highlights the point that we are, we are definitely living in a post-fact world. It's very hard to discern what is fact, what is not. What appears to be facts simulate a satire so tightly that the Onion and the Babylon Bee, I imagine, are really scampering to come up with material because no, it looks no, like no, their no. pre-staging is going to so happen next. Point. Well, uh, and just just as a point it of just, semantics, I wouldn't say a post-fact world. It's a little bit world. too on the nose to be satire at this point. Uh, just, just as a point of semantics, I wouldn't say a post-fact world because it's more of a wave function that goes in and out of whether or not facts matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, there's there's that. Um, so, apparently, so here's, here's one thing. Have you heard, apparently the, the word crazy is ableist now. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, and insane are ableist. Are ableist. So, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing, right? Because I've been having fun watching this stuff, as I'm sure many people have. And we're probably gonna go cut into our main topic time a little bit here. That's fine, because I want to do a little rant. No, don't do a rant. Do a rant. So now you could say that um, this bothers me because I've been crazy and and how all you know, you know, I was crazy in the past. So now all of a sudden I have permission just because I was crazy in the past to say crazy now. And, you know, it's all fucking horseshit. But, you know, I've been calling myself fat even when fat was fat shaming and all that shit. But I can shame you for being fat. Apparently. But so Do you get thin if I do that? No, I'll just eat more because sad food is my yes. comfort for sadness. Yes. But so here's the thing, right? 
I mean, it was funny for a while, and and I was thinking recently, I was like, you know, well, this is if I really cared about society, this would be kind of a fault on myself as well, because this whole idea of not saying certain words because you might hurt or offend somebody is really abusive in and of itself, because we we've, we've talked about uh, buzzwords and and whatnot in the previous episode on the show, and how some people actually you know may actually have PTSD. But a lot of people, um, when they go through school, because we are under the rule of the, mil the medical industrial complex, they get diagnosed with some bullshit condition and, and on medication, and now all of a sudden, such and such thing is harmful for, to them and whatnot. That's retarded. It or is retarded. Yeah. Or, oh no, should, should I use a different word? So here's the thing. Not, so if we stop saying these words in society then really what we are doing is we are helping to maintain people who have experienced trauma and with these words being used as part of their trauma, we're helping people to stay locked within that trauma because if they never have to get over their trauma, then they get to always be the victim. Now for some people, I'll get to you in a second, Red, because it's a rant. Um, now for some people, yeah, for some people, right, they they are, are scared of facing their trauma and whatnot and but you have to get over it. It's just the way the way that life is. And I said this. I actually said that in my last episode, the last episode as well. But keep on saying it. I'm, I'm going to keep on saying it. But the other thing too is, well, let me put it this way, Red. Remember those uh, sitcoms we used to watch when we were kids, and they every, every once in a while you'd have an episode where somebody was sick or just pretending to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, that. So and then you and then what what would happen sometimes in those episodes where somebody was actually sick and then what what kind of made the episode draw out Peter and the Wolf Right because they say oh I'm still sick and so forth So there's there is no there's absolutely zero societal benefit to minding your words because somebody's feelings might get might get hurt because of what they experience I went through, I had, I suffered from PTSD, and I just shut myself off from the world. I didn't go out in the world expecting the world to cater to me. Why? Because it's not the world's fucking problem. It, you know, there, it was my problem. So, first of all, Charles, you're right on the money on that ramp. Let me just start from that point. Okay. Now, I was having a curious chat with, uh, with the HR department at my uh, employer. Uh, precisely on this issue, and the question that I raised, intentionally uncomfortable, was, well, you know, what happens to the reasonable person standard? Are you mutating it to the most fragile victim standard? Are we all supposed to assume everybody is some, some fragile little flower about to break and just sort of tippy-toe around That's each other? That's a non term. You can't use that word. <laughs> Fucking faggots. Anyway, what? so the point is... <laughs> The whole idea, though, is that this whole is that it is by by allowing people to dwell within their trauma, you are actively taking apart and preventing them from overcoming their trauma, and and requiring proxy, that the rest of us support it. Well, and and by proxy promoting trauma. Yep, what the man said. You know, I'm not really certain what you just said, but I am certain that you may have convinced me that trying to reverse my car's mileage by putting it in reverse <laughs> is definitely a bad idea. Bueller? 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 I, I figured somebody was going to come out with that reference. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, man. So that's my rant on that. Did I want to say anything else? I don't know. I can't fucking read because it's all hey, the fuck woman. over there. Hey, woman! Let's scroll down. Let's scroll down. So what? Oh, we skipped stuff. 
So what else do we get? Oh, so we have um, the Israel-Palestine thing. So apparently, I don't know if it was before or after the last episode, but there was a ceasefire in Israel-Palestine. And it was after. Apparently, it's okay for at least, well, the mainstream media to reveal all this horrible shit that Israel's been doing over the years. Mm. And there's been all these protests. Now, on the flip side of this... they reveal all the horrible stuff that the other side's been doing, too? Well, they've been doing that for all these years, so now they're just, you know, playing, evening it up, saying. Right. So now we got it. Now we got. Right. They've been they've been checking all they've been checking all the scores on the one side, and now it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna oh, add all the. T- I got, we got ten boxes over here. Can we get ten boxes over here? <laughs> but now on the before I get into the other stuff, so apparently, which is typical because people are fucking stupid monsters. So, you know, this is sparked. Uh, ethnic uh, quarrels between people, and you've had a lot of people in New York. I know, right? You've had a lot of people... Now, here's the really interesting thing. You've had a lot of people attacking Jewish businesses and and people in New York, right? Well, because they're... I believe it was mainly Palestinians that were doing this. No, but I mean, what does that achieve? Exactly. Especially because, as I understand it, most Jews in New York are Hasidic Jews, and Hasidic Jews are anti-Zionist. Hold up, hold up. I think they got, they caught on to something. <laughs> they caught on to something. Now, behind this collar, I have a little pouch. Oh, no, I don't have that. You're actually. a masupial? But other things that you should know is that every single Jewish business ever created, there's a small contract that we have to sign at birth that says <laughs> we must give 10% of all profits to the hegemony in Israel. <laughs> but, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I find it interesting that it's okay to uh, say all the bad shit that Israel's been doing. Um, yeah, it's clip time. Uh, what else did I have here? Um, oh, except unless unless you work for the Associated Press, of course, because uh, one of the first things Israel did was they blew up the building that housed uh, Al Jazeera and the Associated Press in Gaza. And right afterwards... Jazeera was there, too? Yeah, they're in the same building. I've never trusted that media outlet. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. The name seems to throw me off. <laughs> but anyways, so the Associated Press decided to fire one of their Jewish reporters for saying something that was against the state of Israel, apparently, so many years ago. But, uh... How suspicious. I, uh, what's it called? I have this, I have this, this is a clip from an interview done on the Gray Zone. Okay. Now, if I had oh, a... I think I've heard this. If I had a soul, I would find this rather moving, but I don't have a soul. But I think it was. I think it's rather interesting to hear. Um, okay, let me transition here, and we will punch it up. So this is only a couple minutes. And again, this this interview is on the gray zone. It's with uh, Gabor Mate, and uh, I'll let him do all the explaining. I was one of these Zionists. I, I grew up, <clears throat> at least as a young adolescent, and 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 into my late teens, early twenties, really believing in that dream of the Jewish state. And of course, missing from that dream was the nightmare that was being inflicted on the Palestinians to create that Roger Waters having a Jewish dream. And Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Somebody have already said there was no way to create uh, an exclusive national state for one people when there was another people already living there. So all the cruelty and all the um, dispossession, it had to happen. And it did happen. And at that time, it was justified as, well, we were so hurt, we were fighting for our survival. Okay, if that was ever true, and 
I no longer agree with that point of view. If it was ever true, it's certainly not true now. And when after the first Intifada, I visited the Palestinian territories, I cried every day for two weeks that I had actually bought into this nightmare because even then it was horrible. The cruelties, the daily brutalities of the occupation, the injustice of it, the, the sheer effrontery that I, as a Jew born in Hungary, could land in Tel Aviv airport tomorrow <laughs> and claim citizenship, where some Palestinian who was born there, whose ancestors were rooted in that land, can't even visit as a former refugee, as a refugee, the sheer injustice of it. And then, you know, I traveled around the Palestinian territories with the medical delegation. These days, when demonstrators in Hong Kong throw stones at the police, or demonstrators in um, Myanmar use slingshots against the army, the New York Times celebrates them. When Palestinian kids throw at the police, they're stones at the police, they're criminals. Uh, and and, and, and who, who's the army is justified to suppress. I have something in my hand here. I'm going to knock it on the table. This is one of these so-called rubber bullets that I picked up in the occupied territories that was shot at the heads of Palestinian kids. Rubber bullet, it's metal encased in sheer plastic. And so this is how fair that fight is. And so when, it, when something like the current situation happens, what people never hear about is the daily background. Daily, Palestinians in Gaza were marching to the border, demanding the right of return. Now tell me, if I have the right to return, having been born in Budapest, with my ancestors, maybe 2,000 years ago, having lived in the Middle East. Why doesn't the Palestinians have a right to return? But when these Palestinians demonstrate peacefully, they're shot and killed, and their deaths are not even recorded in the newspapers here. So my heart really hurts when I see this happening. And I, I you know, People out, you know, if you support the Palestinians, you're a Hamas supporter. No, you're not. But Hamas is nothing compared to the terrorism of the Israeli government. We're talking about a government that was capable of killing 20,000 civilians in Lebanon in 1982. And then we complain about Palestinian terrorism. So what's lacking in this conversation is a complete lack of perspective. One does not have to support the policies of Hamas in order to stand up against this injustice. Nor does one have to support the policies of anybody to admire the resilience of the Palestinians as a people. So, what, before, I'll let you guys comment in a second, but one thing uh, he goes to say on later in the interview, and, and once again, you can go watch the full interview at the Gray Zone. Um, it's a really, really good discussion between the between him and Roger Waters, um, and Max Blumenthal and Aaron Maté, um, but he he says something that I say also like about the Israeli government is 
and, and it's just an observation of any people in general, right? Mm -hmm. So whenever somebody goes through some kind of trauma, trauma, how willing, how likely are they to inflict that same trauma on somebody else and try to use the same justification? And that's always been my problem with the Israeli state, is because the government there, that's what they've been doing for the past many, 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 many years. So I have issues with, uh, with, with people that sound like this. Um, my issue has always been is why, um, so it's ex explicitly when, when someone flips their opinion to go from one side and then they suddenly become all on the other side. Right. Is that um, somewhere in between that person loses the understanding of what was already happening mm -hmm. and sides, it seems, completely with the new team they've chosen to support. Okay. Yeah, but see, in, in his what? case, let me let me interrupt you for a second. In his case, I don't think he's actually flipping sides so much as he's discarding an ideology. I get that, but I also see um, I see a lot of people who, who, if they saw they suddenly see there's more injustice on one side versus the other, mm -hmm. they start ignoring all the injustice that is being caused by this side that they're now supporting against other people, and they also right. Tend, I find that they tend not to call out. The injustice that is being... I, mean, I don't well, know anything about you, this guy. Again, this is only a clip, so I mean, I there, there's, I more, there's more to there. Um, let, Red, do you want to weigh in really quick before we get to the next topic? Um, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, you know, it's, it's been going on for a long while. Mm -hmm. And something that really swayed me very much is the fact that there are 28, 29, 30 Arab-Muslim, you know, combination states mm -hmm. along that ilk millions of arab muslims in other countries as well right there is one 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 jewish state and that's one too many well, so wait a minute okay, i'll finish my thought um so there already is a palestinian state it's called jordan um and the palestinians have been given uh, numerous opportunities to establish their own states uh, in the West Bank and Gaza and in different shapes and sizes a long time. And uh, I think it seems to me that the conflict, that the continuation of the conflict serves very well for Hamas and it serves Israel as well. And I'm, I'm rather surprised that the Palestinians have not observed that every time they do this, Israel just continues getting stronger and continues gathering more territory. And it's the old Einstein definition of insanity of keep on doing the same thing, expecting different results. It's like, when does the learning happen? Well, I'll just, I'll, we'll end this conversation with a question and get on to the next topic. And mm. the question being is how, how legitimate really is any ethnic theocracy? So, um, so we all want to get to this last bit of stuff before we get to the main topic. Sure, or we're sure. running a little over on time. And that has to do with mainly the vidya, right? Um, we can the skip spell? that. Yeah, the doom spell. The doom spell. Um, well, let's make a quick mention of this. Okay, so yeah. So because Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, so apparently the uh, the two guards that were guarding Epstein, they took a plea deal. They got a sweet sweetheart deal. Well, here's the thing though, right? Because if their, if their crime was, uh, in my purse actually, if their crime was only changing the records, 
Um, only changing the records? Only that? Well, I mean, they if, if their crime was really slacking off and, and changing the records, right, then what else can you really say? So it's it's a question of how how justified is the, 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 the quote-unquote punishment based off of what happened? Should the, should the punishment be based off the action or should the punishment be based off the consequence? I don't know. What that, I do know is that if it was any other situation and if it was any other individual, I'm almost certain that these guards would be serving prison time of some sort. They would be fired for so, of so, in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they were fired already, but mm -hmm. uh, or at least I heard that they were put on some sort of leave of some sort. Uh, the, my biggest issue is that nothing that seems to be happening with these guards indicates that they're actually taking it as uh, right because as seriously thing, as it actually is. Because the thing is, you know, shirking responsibility and 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 falsifying. Er everything is seems to. What's that phrase? It sort of seems uh, it's surreal, but it's it's like it's beyond the pale or something mm. like that. It doesn't make any sense to me because it always seems that in certain types of situations, dealing with certain individuals, that somehow uh, they get lesser charges or they're not prosecuted in ways that you would expect the average individual, who is not this person, mm -hmm. to be charged. All right, so let's see what else. So YouTube's changing their monetization policies. Good so sir. if you get demonetized... So you can get demonetized for your content not being advertiser friendly, and then YouTube will decide to run advertisements on it. Great. Good. Twitch is demonetizing uh, all the a lot of the hot tub streams, not because I talked about Amaranth, but they're apparently demonetizing a whole lot of the hot tub streams because it's apparently not advertising friendly. Again, I will talk about. Uh, I will just defer to how stupid the business policy is uh, of YouTube and Twitch and so forth. They have no business. Um, apparently the. Twitter offices got raided by the BJP. Yes, in, I heard about in, this. In wow! A, in a show of force, which was really, like, it was just really stupid. And but there nothing. was nobody there. There was nobody there. Yeah. So apparently, the whole thing was is that one of the BJP's tweets got uh, fact checked, tagged because they were calling something from one of the Congress members uh, a COVID nineteen. Uh, sure. COVID-19 toolbox or toolkit or something like that, like the things that you're supposed to respond to and whatnot. It's, I don't know, it's a whole lot of bullshit. I'm hearing a lot of good news in India. Ever since ivermectin has been uh, advocated for there, it's been, numbers have been going down. Um, so since we're talking about the video, and that's what we wanted to end off with before we get to the main topic, so apparently OSHA tells employers that they may be held liable for... Any doomspell mandates that they have put in place. They also... But... But, uh... But... Disclaimer, maybe. Maybe. They also said that they're no longer going to record the uh, adverse reactions that occurs from them asking a an employee to get the uh, doomspell. For employers, this means in part that the safest workplace is the one where the employee works at home. Hmm. Mm. 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 I don't know about that. Um, get, uh, the plane might crash into it, and then, but, then they'd be held liable for that. For maybe. Nah. Well, I mean, or it's it might, might have a bomb on it in the case of sure. that uh, one Russian reporter that was on a flight from, uh, what was it, Bosnia? No. Not Bosnia. Was it Bosnia? Yeah, Bosnia to Lithuania, and he got doesn't pulled over. Even and then the, the military came in and took this guy off, and all he was was reporting what's on riots. What's most important, what's most important, with regards to, to the Doomspell, is that if you get it, 
You can get free wine. You can get drunk. More food to make you fat. If get you, more food. If you get the doom spell, you can get stuff that will make you susceptible to dying of COVID and not just a doom spell. Absolutely. You I've heard three other states, including Ohio. I believe Georgia is part of it. Colorado is coming up with a new thing already. All these states are advertising, get the doom spell. You can win a lottery ticket for some amount you of money. You get the doom spell, and they'll pay for your funeral costs, apparently. <laughs> it is it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I am I'm amazed. But they, they can't sell this. But they can't sell the spell. You are not a you're not you are not a true fan of what we'll just say Nike. If you don't get the doom spell, you don't like Nike products. If you don't get the doom spell. Yeah, but if you like Nike product, you're supporting China, mm. which is terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, Interesting uh, news. You, if you're a fan of Starbucks, don't be alarmed, but you might be 11 times more likely to be vaccinated. Oh, that's what it like was. Starbucks. Yeah. And if you like Taco Bell, and this comes as no surprise to me, but if you like Taco Bell, you might be seven times less likely to get the doomsday. Yeah, because you know you're going to shoot out anything, any virus. Here's, anyway. here's my uh, uh, unorthodox hypothesis. If you're a regular Taco Bell patron... You're yeah. likely clearing your GI tract pretty regularly, and that should probably clear your system of a uh, Rona. Well, there's that, or if you're buying from Taco Bell, you've not yet quite understood why it's that you have to go to the bathroom every five seconds. Yeah, that'll cure the Rona <laughs> I mean, right I, there. I think the people who are eating at Taco Bell, and don't get me wrong, Taco Bell has wonderful crap tacos okay they're not real mexican food but mm. they make wonderful american fast food that tastes they're delicious Mex it has no nutritious value they're mexican food yes mexican that's hilarious i like taco bell i don't buy it very often i maybe buy it once mm. a year but sometimes you get that craving for that awful awful food you, you, get, you know you, I, you I, go, I go i go for the high pulling. i go for the high class garbage and i get chipotle no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> chipotle is lower than taco bell <laughs> Chipotle, Chipotle is here. Taco Bell is here. Moe's is here. My GI tract is seizing up listening Other to this conversation. Uh, PolitiFact. So yes, apparently PolitiFact. PolitiFact removed their, their wait, false wait, wait. information warning over where the uh, where the virus may have come from. Yes, they, they quietly walked it back. They didn't tell anybody about mm -hmm. it. And they all never these do. other MSM outlets, Vox, MSNBC other places that i can't six. think of, of right now they're all quietly doing stealth editing if you don't know what stealth editing is it's when a news company has an article up online and they know you're not reading it for quite some time and so they they just and they change words so that way it's more suggestive and ambiguous of things that they previously had said what do you got red again props to all those like military grade autism people looking for this stuff documenting it and sounding out the alarm absolutely love you you, you can find this stuff online if you look up uh, i think stealth edits online probably even reddit you might be able to find someone talking about this because man these the people are amazing the collective conscious of the internet love you is smarter than an individual person in Five percent of all cases. All right, so <laughs> we got more stuff about Dr. Fawcett because apparently he was promoting AZT, which was the uh, really? which was the uh, really bad drug for a the AIDS epidemic. I thought uh, Dr. Fawcett was walking back all of his statements that he made last year. Mm, and, that uh, too. 
Did you know he's a TV doctor? I knew he was a TV doctor. As a TV doctor, Dr. Fawcett is always five days behind the news cycle. Mm-hmm. So just remember, the next time you see something Dr. Fawcett says, just rewind TV back five days and see what they were saying then. Because generally, what he says follows what they said. And not the other way around. And apparently Sweden is... That's the... called leading from behind. Hmm. Ah. So is that like your farts propel you forward? Something no. like that. Oh. So apparently Sweden is, uh, what, they're getting rid of the PCR test? Yes. I'm, I'm not certain why they're getting rid of the PCR test. I can think Although, of some reasons. I can tell you why I wouldn't use the PCR test to begin <laughs> with. Why? The PCR test is not a test. It is a confirmation of a... As far as, far as it's been explained to me... It's another, it's another way of confirming it's something that some, another test has already come up with. Correct. So, which is why it should never have been used in the first if place. If a doctor sees that you have all the symptoms of what might be some disease, they will do a PCR test on your uh, genetic material. So that way they can see if what they think is happening is what's happening. And they will use it as a confirmation. This is what many doctors have said is that they will, these are just your average doctors, they've come out and said that PCR tests are typically used to confirm, not to diagnose. diagnose. And um, over the past year, the PCR tests have gone from them using cycle rates of over 35 a month. Which will detect uh, almost anything. You'll have bubonic plague at that point. Absolutely. Many, many doctors that I've watched and read have talked about the fact that if you're going over 35, at that point, it is unlikely that any result that you get will give you real information about what is actually mm-hmm. happening. If it is under that amount, then it's probably more likely that something is happening in the person. And so they were they were up to like 40 or 45 in some cases. And I know in Canada, they were questioned by doctors on a panel about this, and they didn't come up with real answers. Meanwhile, the IMF that also wants to kill you. Yes. <laughs> they, they have a plan to spend $50 billion dollars in the next like few years to get 40% of the of the population vaccinated and um, their goal is that in the by I think 2025 they will have um, a net gain of like 5 to 9 trillion dollars from this 50 Now I wonder if they've taken in the CDC's decision that the uh, getting the doom spell is going to cause heart problems in young people Oh definitely not no no oh, Israel's okay. doing something on that too you know Oh yeah 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 but the other thing, which leads us into our topic of the day, which we're finally now getting to only 15 minutes late, but people using whether or not they've gotten the doom spell on dating apps, which this <laughs> is something that I see because I browse Tinder just to, to affirm, just for my confirmation body bias on how Remember, society is shit. If, if your future, um, if your future fuck is not vaccinated, it's so, likely that you didn't see them because they are three times more likely to show up in results if they are vaccinated. Don't don't uh, don't don't raw dog somebody that's been vaccinated apparently because uh, you know they will uh, they they will spread the the antibody killers to you um, is what I'm going to this say. Is be the next AIDS scare. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> I my mean, it's already, they already tried to make it that. I mean, I remember. Shit, I remember. I remember when it was called Grid. Now all, all of these uh, these dating apps are teaming up with the Biden administration to help you get to an appointment with the uh, with the, the doom spell. And um, interesting enough, the Biden administration has chosen to ignore one very important app. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. It's Grindr. I did tell you. Oh, shit. 
I, I find it very interesting. That's the one they chose to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, uh, you know. They seem to be all about the but, inclusivity. Of yeah, everything. inclusivity. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I like I said, I, I, I browse Tinder and whatnot. And I, I just, I said, oh, my God, it's such trash. But every time I see vaccinated, nope, no, so I. <laughs> no. You're supposed to swipe, swipe right on everybody left. and see yeah. how many of the uh, the ugly people respond to you. Mm, no, it's that's what it is. You take a shot every time someone responds. Yeah, but fucking, oh, my God. I am so, I am so glad. That wait, I'm, wait, you're presuming that people are going to truthfully report their vax status. That's true, also. They could have a vax profile you know, and a not vax profile. Profile. Tinder has its I own form. The effort. It seems too much. Tinder has its own form of blue check mark as well. It's, it, you have to take a picture or like, like this or something like that. And why? It's just to verify that you're not uploading somebody else's uh, because they have you take it on the spot. What if I do? No, this? It'll, it'll it'll be like some random pose that they want. What you if to I do. do this? But you know, and I've said this before. Tinder, I mean, well, I mean, dating is just not. Recommended? <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. It's, it's really funny you talk about dating. I love going to New York City, or at least I'd rather I should say I did love going to New York City. Uh-huh. I haven't been to New York City proper in um, a couple months. Not for any good reason or another. It's just I haven't found the time. Nothing about you is a good reason. No, no, absolutely not. But um, in, my, uh, in my adventures through the city, I came across a church, uh-huh. except there was no longer a church. The front half of the church was now a gym. Oh. The back half of the church was a gay bar. And I found it hilarious. It because wait, wait, wait. They were partying in the rectory, Gregory? <laughs> in the rectory, right there, right smack in the rectory box? Dude. I don't know if we went to, into the rectory or if we went into a basement area, which is even worse. I mean, Damn. well, this... But, like, so just in, in general, I mean, from the time that we were kids, dating has changed so much. I mean, it used Absolutely. to be, I mean, I remember when I was kids, like, oh, you go on a date or two with this person, you know, you, you date around, right? And eventually you pick somebody to go steady with. Now it's, you go on one date, and then a week later you're having your one-week anniversary, and you're on your way to getting married, and all this bullshit. You, know, you, you forgot all you're the intermediary, you forgot all the intermediary social media posting. Oh, yeah, all, yeah, changing yeah, your relationship static on Facebook. I think if I was dating someone... And they were doing all that. I would say, I'm sorry. We can no longer uh, associate with each other. Period. Uh, what would you do with the new pics, though? I'd have to delete them. <laughs> what a gentleman. But so, I mean, it's just you know, and and it's good that we have both male and female perspective on this because it's just trash anymore. I mean, from at least from a guy's perspective, dating is such trash because you see all these laws in place that are just so. Uh, you know, uh, disparaging towards men. I mean, sperm jacking has become a popular thing. Sure. Right. So has um, cucumber thrusting. No, no. This is steal your sperm, get oh. pregnant, and and uh, and I'm, then I'm you're a, I'm even less informed on this than you are. Yeah, you're on the hook for child support. And Charles, you need to explain your favorite solution for that. Highly what, recommend it. Get a vasectomy. No, the other one. Tabasco. Oh, no, that's not my solution. So, yeah, I tell them the story about this radio host uh, I heard while this was about 20 years ago in uh, the Midwest. 
and he would carry around Tabasco sauce with him. So whenever he had sex with a woman, he would go into the bathroom, take the condom off, and he poured Tabasco sauce in the condom, and then toss it in the trash. And every once in a while, he hear the woman, the woman would go in the bathroom afterwards, and he would hear her screaming in pain. Because this guy, I mean, he had money, right? So, oh my god! Yeah. So, yeah, not not my solution, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so glad I'm divorced now. It, it, like I said, it's it's so different from the childhood expectations. Even that you just expect people to just be fucking people. Now it's all like everybody's right, got we, a fucking agenda. Um, and way past that. And you know, and we were, and I was talking about our our you know on our War of the World's words. You know, like critical race theory. If you see somebody, if if, if I, now like I'm an asshole, so if I if I saw somebody, it was like, oh, I'm all about critical race theory and blah 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 blah, and they were attractive. You know what I would do? I would run the sleep. other way. No, 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 no. I would, I'd sleep with them, give them the greatest night of sex of their life, and then they're like, oh, you're gonna call me later? No, because you're you're superficial. You believe in critical race theory. Hashtag sex in the shallows. <laughs> I, you know, I would I would just go out of my way to find all these fucking critical race theory people and all these SJWs, sleep with them, dump them right away, and say no. Why would I? Why would I? And just flat out tell them, why would I want to date you? You are as shallow as the fucking waiting shallow, pool. Shallow, toxic, fucking poisonous. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I love men. I respect men. My favorite food group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> your cute little protein bar over there, but um. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I'm a protein shake. Mm, shake it, baby. <laughs> uh, not too frothy, okay? Okay. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, borrowing the perspective of a male, not that I can strap on and all of a sudden have these insights, but uh, just imagining, I, I don't see the point. It's just too hard, too dangerous. You're automatically to be presumed in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Of course you're the predator. You're the oppressor. And uh, these bitches then wonder... Why can't I find somebody to marry me and have children with me? And it's like because you've already established that you're really not worth uh, poisoning the gene pool any further. Just get the and, fuck and out of here. Every time I see someone who has uh, too much makeup on, I'm like, uh, that's that's the. Shit. Well, see, that's one thing. Like me, I can't stand makeup. I if can't a, stand if, makeup either. If a woman I'll wears now, listen, I can understand where like if you want to have a look and and that's your thing too. That's fine. You know, and I and it, I don't knock the person. I don't knock a woman for wearing makeup. If she wants to wear makeup, it's fine. But it's just one of those things where it's not. Have you seen? I'm not big on makeup. I'm not big on uh, the fake nails. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you seen these Asian makeover videos? I mean, it's fucking frightful. You have these cute little anime uh, shikses shaking their shit, well, and then they start pulling cotton swabs out of their nose and peeling tape. I was on the talking sides of their faces and their fucking necks, and they become these these fucking moose things. I was talking about how in oh China. China, it's fashionable for the wealthier women to bleach their skin to look more white. They look what? fucking creepy as fuck. Who wants to look more white? You become albino at that point. I, I know, right? Dolls are, are very but, frightening. You know, and one thing, one thing I've always like. So for me, like I, I'm not much one for the physical appearance in general. I, I've never have been. That explains a lot. Oh, harsh. Well, so here's actually. I think I have oh, it here. Prepared. He's prepared, people. Don't say anything before I pull it up, Red. Let's see if I can pull oh it up. Oh, my God, you're so cute. Okay, she <laughs> said it. Wanna, Let's see wanna, if I can find it here. Cute, 
cute AF. There we go. So this is me that's when I was a you. kid. That's me when I was no, a kid. No, that's not you. No, I see it. I totally see it. Okay, I see it, but that's not. So this is me when I was a kid. Blonde hair, right? And on the other the other thing too is that I could sing. So I used to get all Angelic. this attention. I used to get all this attention from priests. <laughs> No, no, no. Wait, look at the picture again, Red. My hair's not parted down the middle. Charles, wait a minute. Did they do you in directory? <laughs> no, so, so I, I, I got it from. Uh, so I, I went. Oh. I was in a Presbyterian church. Oh. And I was around. Is this a, the story. I was around a Should lot I call of. Should No, I was. Uh, What's I was his around name on a lot YouTube? Of older people, a lot of mostly older women. And I would get a whole lot of, oh, your hair, look, you know, I wish I had hair like yours. And, Give me that picture again. You're and, so cute. And you're, you're, you know, you're going to be knocking them off with a stick and, or beating them off with a stick and this, that, and the other thing. But the thing I couldn't stand is that the majority of the attention I was getting from the people was based on my looks and based on the fact that I could sing. And mm -hmm. that was something that kind of informed me early on to never date beautiful. Right, and it's not—it's not to say so much that if a woman Bananas is beautiful, bananas red pilled you, dude. They black pilled you. Oh my god. Well, it's not to say—it's not to say like you never want to date. You—you well, you always got to be. I will say at the very least, be cautious dating the the beautiful woman or the 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 gorgeous guy, right? Because w when you're getting that treatment all the time, it does something to you. And sure, that's, you know, that's a problem it's with not, almost anything. Right, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't really say to them as a person, but it helps shape them as a person. So that's why always as a, as a, as a rule, if there was a woman who was like, wow, she's beautiful, that was like, nope, I'm not never. a fan of uh, too much positive reinforcement. I, I think... Oh, it hurts though, Gregory. Here's the thing. As a kid, I never heard ever, ever until like I was like in sixth grade, fifth grade, I never heard a positive thing about my appearance. Well, I'm not, then, I'm then not my, saying that you never get positive reinforcement. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, never. Then I went to a plastic surgeon. My parents took me to a plastic surgeon in fucking fifth grade to address. Fifth grade. I know. What are you, Princess address, Vespa? I know, right? To address a scar. And there's a plastic surgeon, Fibonacci sequence proportion bullshit thinking going wow. on, and informs my parents, you know, she's actually a good-looking kid. And they were very quick to agree. And I remember sitting there and saying, what the fuck? You've been holding on to me. Like this little hole in my self-esteem has become something of a gaping gap. And I still remain uh, unsure and uncomfortable about it. But you've been quiet. So there's there's mm -hmm. a Goldilocks zone. Right, you yeah. You can't go over, you can't go under. Right, and that's one thing I, that's one thing, like, I, I try to avoid because people, you know, it's just natural human behavior to kind of fall into this trap of, oh, everybody's giving this attention to me, you know, regardless of whether it's based on your looks. So that's why I would never, if I, if I found a woman that was beautiful, I would just avoid her, get rid of her, do whatever, stay the fuck away from her if I found her attractive and whatnot. Now, and that was at the same time, right? Like I say, for me, it was always the, the quality of the character that was always the more attractive thing. And... Always what I'm looking for. My my ex-wife, she would always get on me. She's like, "Oh, why do you never call me beautiful and, and this, that, and the other thing?" And I'm just like, "You don't you don't understand what I really value." But then. but Charles, you also mooed at her. That that was not a big plus. <laughs> that was her own fault. She would keep eating all the carbs and then bitching. <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting fat now. I'm like, quit eating all the carbs. You're not you're. 
I'm she like, needed more protein, Charles. Yeah, well, I tried she to needs give it to, to follow her. the I Love Men diet. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it to her a lot until she uh, <laughs> started causing some bullshit. But uh, no, nah, but you know my, and, and that's one thing. Like my my ex wife and I, right? Even in our relationship, um, in your ship, yeah, in our in our relationship, it was uh, we got together mostly because she pursued me. Um, Why did she pursue you? I, she saw that picture of him as a kid. Probably. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know why. I guess really, she. Well, I'm not going to go too much into personal. That, that's going into a personal life, and I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, really? let's honor her confidences. But, uh, Talk high level though, without but, uh, sharing details. So, but the thing was, is that when we got together, right? Um, the whole relationship was mostly us just really taking advantage of, or not taking, taking each other for granted. Um, mm, that's not good. That's, that's not that's good. Yeah, and well. and for yeah. me, for me, you know, the marriage and everything was more going through the motions and whatnot because I'm like, all right, well, this is what you're supposed to do, right? That's that's what, you know, I was always I I subconsciously found myself slipping into that narrative I was told to follow. Autopilot without the content. Never follow the narrative. Man. Well, no, no, I wasn't. It was it was a subconscious thing because consciously at the time when I was being told all this stuff as a kid, like, oh, a woman's supposed to, you, you need to find a woman to cook for you and clean for you. I'm like, why the fuck can't I do this shit for myself? Why do I need a woman for this shit? You know? But I found, I found, oh, well, I'm with her, so you marry her and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other thing. And it was, it was, it, for me, it was just going through the motions. And that's not, that's not a healthy relationship. And, nope. And for her, you know, I, I, I think it was a lot her a lot on her part too. She was just going through the motions and I don't think I was what she really wanted and you know, I don't think she was really what I wanted. But then again for me I didn't really want anything. You climb at... Mount Everest because it's there. That I understand. Right. You don't marry the shit just because it's there. Yeah, I mean for 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 me, I mean I'm always I've always been kind of a person like, Oh, okay, you're 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 here, you know and mm -hmm. you know, just hang around. That's but then just... at the same time too, like and not that I want to talk bad about her or anything like that, but she had lopsided the pop pop culture uh, ideas of what marriage was and everything like that. It's like, oh, it's magic. It's always constant magic. This Very disnified. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not that's not a, what marriage is. That's not what a long lasting relationship is. A marriage is somebody that you're choosing to have as your roommate, that you share finances with, and you occasionally have sex with. I always thought of it in terms of uh, you're forming a business union uh, with a partner whom periodically, hopefully regularly, you're fucking. Yeah, I mean, and then and then eventually you decide that maybe you're going to create smaller, shittier roommates. Oh, God, that's that, the pits. <laughs> that, you know, um, you're going to have to be uh, financially responsible for and, and educate and, and teach things. and. You know, and, and this is one of the things too. Like I said, I, I said in the last episode, a lot of people will have kids just because they say, "Oh, I want to be a dad, or I want to be a mom, or I want to have well, a kid." I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand really those those concepts. I wouldn't. I would say I don't even understand really that concept. Even if you think you're prepared, you're not. Well, no, but my my thing is is like how much of that goes into the whole idea of finding somebody just because you want to be this thing. And one thing I said in the last episode was that if you're if your desire to have a kid starts with i want to be a parent then you're immediately fucking up because the first decision involving this independent being's life is to please you and that's one thing and and that's one thing that also drives problems in, in marriages is that when all of a sudden oh hey the kid's got a mind of its own 
So, yeah, they're well, different that's, people. That's, uh, that's a general problem with people in, uh, overall is that mm -hmm. they, I mean, you know, especially with bosses, uh, is that they, oh, my employee has a mind of his own and can't yeah. have that. Yeah, but I mean, like, and, and the other thing, too, is, like, you have this whole fat is beautiful movement. Oh, God, no. Notice, right. now, here's no, the thing. it's uh -uh. not. No, Knock no, no. it off. Here's the, here, well, listen, it, here's the thing that is the most hypocritical about it, right? Because, like, I've always said, well, you know, in movies, you, you always see, like, these anorexic starlets and whatever. And, you know, That's and not I'm, okay and I'm, either. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, being, I'm using hyperbole there, but. Um, Thank you. You you know you have these uh, these ideal bodied stars actresses actors and actresses and whatnot and so matter so and then they're playing like the homely one like like even uh, like uh, what was it yesterday Red and I were watching the Enchanted Cottage and you still had this this really attractive actress who was looking homely for the part but at the same time you know I always wonder why you never use real people like people that. Well, that's, that's not what movies and all these fictional things are about. They're about the... They're trying to get an idealistic idea out there. They don't care about real people. They care about what is an ideal... What is the fantasy, Gregory? Right, right. And, okay. and so that gets carried over into the dating world. And this whole thing is, like, even if you notice the all the women that are being propped up with the whole fat is beautiful thing, these are still women that, if they were th thin have the features that would be considered conventionally attractive. There are some women... Well, hold on, let me finish okay. on this. Because it, it's it's an abandonment of that there's beauty in something looking, some you know, even a person looking plain. And and you see that, like I said, if you look at all these women that are like, oh, the fat is beautiful and so forth, they're not plain looking. They're, they're the traditionally beautiful stars, you know, stars and starlets, just with extra pounds thrown on. I don't know about that. I'm very, no. No, I don't think so. You disagree? I do not think the people that are being put up as these fat uh, stars are mm -hmm. the traditional. Or no, no, are, what I'm saying is if they were thin, they would look as no, the traditional. Absolutely. You don't not. think so? No. Okay. Because it is impossible to know what they would look like if they were thin unless you had a picture of what they looked like before they were thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can it's look. It's hard to say what they would look like at all. Well, no, because you analyze you analyze like where the fat deposits are. You analyze what the bone structures okay. are. The, the spacing between the eyes, the way the nose is. The sure, but I, This I'm is all saying... stuff that you, this is all stuff that you analyze. And actually, Red, uh, sorry, Red mentioned the Fibonacci. She, she got me saying it now. Quit playing your fucking MMOs. I didn't do anything, man. Quit dragging your MMOs to this shit. fucking chat. Or to the shit. To the podcast. Red mentioned the uh, the Fibonacci sequence, and that's actually one thing that people find the most attractive because that's determined. That's like the, it's a whole uh, ratio thing, the golden ratio. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say, Red? No, I was flipping you the bird, motherfucker. Oh, okay. What I, what I was going to say is that uh, not every large woman is unattractive. It just so happens, though, that most large women are unattractive, much like most large men are unattractive. And, and even see that's even a cultural thing as well because uh, it in, is in in like Hawaiian culture usually Samoa. fat men were, were yes, yeah what I'm saying fat is men were considered attractive. there are there are large people mm -hmm. that do look attractive okay it is a rare thing just like any body type that looks attractive how much money is involved <laughs> no 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 I'm talking about there are people that are large, that are attractive to some individuals. Uh, agreed. Okay? There are also some people that happen to have that little bit extra fat, and because of the way their body is created, 
it does look attractive to a majority of people. That is a rare thing, though. Yeah, see, Most people who have the extra pounds on them do not look attractive to the average person. The, the entire movement itself is, is stupid. It's well, based I mean, upon see, a lie, in my opinion. Well, see, yeah, I mean, the, the lie is you're supposed to consider people beautiful for having this certain characteristic. But it, that's not and, the, and it, it the abandons way. the whole idea of just accepting people as they are. But the, the, the movement is not just that. That movement is co-opting the movement of this person is attractive. You cannot say this person is not attractive. Mm-hmm. And that applies to not just um, people who are happen to have be overweight. This applies to anyone who says that if someone... Like with the, with the trans movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they say, well, if you're male and you're not attracted to this trans male, this trans, trans female, woman. I should say, um, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. And it's the it's the it's the movement is co-opting this entire movement is just right, grabbing right, all these right. other things together and they're saying you're not allowed to not be attracted to people. Yeah, that I you mean, don't find attractive. It's 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 all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And, I, and you know, I was just thinking how much of it is the a continuation of people following a societal dictate of what's supposed to be attractive. I mean, think about, it's you know, all about that. you brought well, no, up but it's a continuation. Gregory, you brought up trans women, right? Uh, they uh, frequently, not always, but frequently exemplify the most outrageous, far-out stereotypes, historical stereotypes of what a woman should be. That's to be celebrated in a trans woman. But if uh, a genetically X chromosome woman engages in these far-out crazy stereotypes, well, she has internalized the oppression. It's like there's no consistency because it's not about consistency. Right. It's about driving ideological change. It's about breaking down what already it's a power is. Move. Exactly. Yeah, and I an ideology it's a bad power move, but it's yeah, exactly. And and, and remember, we need to call bullshit when we see it, when we smell it, well, when we step on it, we need to wash it off the sidewalks. Remember that ideology ideology is strictly against any kind of logical criticism. So um clue one. Final thought, Red. Yo, final thought? Yeah, final thought on relationships. Relationships. Can't live with them, can't live without them. What do you got? Relationships suck. <laughs> well. All relationships. My family, my I friends. Don't even, I don't like you. There's people I think I might want to date. I love you guys. I really do. I love you guys so much. That doesn't so mean our relationship does not suck. <laughs> No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Our relationship is about fucking board gaming and bullshitting around this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love you. Fucking eat it. Okay, I guess I guess we're going to be eating it. So my final thought is, well, I'm already a misanthrope, and I am so glad I'm divorced, and I am so glad I'm not going to oh, ever Oh, divorce get... is highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, we, we've known somebody that... Uh, that actually got the uh, the the quote unquote male treatment of divorce, but is a female. Oh, so really? mm-hmm. oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's uh, someone we know that lives up north. Oh, okay. But um, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that's uh, it for this final for this episode. What are we um, the complicated ones? Uh, shit. Where was it? I could you know, look up what the fucking what was our next episode? Do you remember what our next episode is, Greg? No, no, I don't. Make it um, up. I mean, I'm, I'm looking it up really quick. Our next episode is... Ah, yes. Our next episode is Con the Notation. 
What? Cons the notation. Okay. I'll let you, the audience, figure that one out. Yeah, so uh, tune in. You already have him looking up the Monroe Doctrine. Is this even fair? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. This is how I treat everybody. Oh. This is how I treat everybody, too. Fuck you guys. So tune in for the next episode. Or not. Fuck you either way. Remember to find us on Locals, BitChute, Minds, and Rumble to check out our alt tech extras. And with that said, once again, I'm Greg. <laughs> you read it beforehand. I did. I wouldn't have read that, even if I saw it afterwards. You jerk. Ah, uh, yes. And I am Charles. Remember to never question. Never ask for proof. And always believe what you're told by the news and politicians. No matter what. Now go back to sleep, fuckers. Good night, fellow human. You'll wake up tomorrow to cause more destruction and bring much more sorrow. You'll go out and smile and pretend you are good. But once you get crossed, you'll don a black hood. You'll maim and you'll rend all while you pretend that you are some kind of hero. You can't face the truth and you'll stay aloof to the fact that you're a zero. You'll sit and stay glued to a spoon-feeding tube so that you can believe you're the best. You'll obey and be bribed by a campaigner's lies all throughout the COVID murder fest. I hate you all.